Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm your co-host, Moshe Kasher. And I'm the star, Natasha. That's Natasha, my wife. And uh, very excited this week. We've got a couple of good friends, very special guests. Yes. And a great couple. A great couple. They've, they've, they're married. And why don't you tell us your meet cute? Uh, just run down the entire plot <laughs> well, of the Well, shouldn't we introduce who they are? No, I, that was my, by way of introduction, Camille Nanjiani and Emily Gordon. Emily Gordon. Emily. <laughs> Hi guys, Elmily. Elmily, oh, is that not your? Yeah, that's that's actually what I go by. Most people say Emily, so thank <laughs> you. They misspell it. They you guys actually it. might be the greatest comedy couple. Oh come on, look at us! <laughs> I mean, I know, but look We're what right they here. they gave back to the community. Like what? by they, what? By having meltdown. Oh, but I thought you were talking about by writing the big sick. I'm a, like, that seemed like that it benefited a, them as well. Kindness. Meltdown a was a huge favor yeah. for the LA yeah. comedy community. It was, wasn't it? You know what's weird is. As we were doing it, at some point, there's a feeling where you're like, "Oh, this is this is gonna this is the best comedy show in the city." There's a, Absolutely, you find out, and everybody says it, and it really is. And then we started getting scared that it wasn't gonna be, and we started hearing like the younger comics sort of yeah. seeing us as like the establishment. And then we were like, "All right, time to stop." Very yeah. Oh, that's that was part of the reason. And, well, not a huge part of it, honestly. I would have kept going for longer if not because who? No, cares? you would not have. Part of the whole thing of like being. <laughs> Like you go from being punk rock to being the establishment. That's part of like. That's part of what it means to be punk, yeah. which I know intimately yes. well. Yeah, you're you don't very want to punk. stay punk rock forever. That's not fun for anyone. Oh, dude! One time I was at an AA meeting, and I one of the Sex Pistols was the speaker, <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he was screaming at the young kids for texting during meetings, and it was the most hilariously <laughs> unpunk perfect. rock thing I had ever seen in my life. He's like these young kids. They're here with their text messaging. It's like, weren't you trying to bring down the entire system? <laughs> Do you hear yourself right now? Have a little respect. <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't know, Kumail and Emily uh, did a, a, a live comedy show here in Los Angeles together where Emily was the producer and Kumail hosted the with show. Jonah Ray. With, with Jonah, Jonah Ray. Ray. With the lovely Jonah Ray. May he rest in peace. May yeah. We miss him oh, every Most day. people don't remember, but I hosted the show with Jonah Ray. That's right. People don't really know that. <laughs> Jonah Ray was a comedian in the Los Angeles area and known for being tall and yeah. Hawaiian. Until it was scandal. one of those weird That's things right. where he died and people didn't find out for three or right. four Until weeks. Stop it. You news. guys seem like you're serious. I, you didn't know? Come yeah. on. All right. He's um, alive. Even his dog wouldn't eat him. <laughs> so, guys. They tell, had to put that dog down. We, we on, often have the couples that come on this podcast tell us about their what they fight about the most or, or their most recent fight that they can remember. And uh, I would love to hear <laughs> We can Camille? start. We can start if you want us to start with what I mean, we thought no, about this week. No, our most recent fight was we're having uh, people over on Saturday. Uh huh. Oh yeah, this happened twenty minutes. And ago. And Emily was like, "You never do anything for it." Yeah, I was like. And so then I said, "Let's not have it." <laughs> <laughs> the atomic option. It's a really good. That's, it's the burn the forest down <laughs> option. That is exactly the conversation. Is like, should we do this thing where you might have to put some effort in, or should we just move out of town and forget any of this ever happened? And that is usually what you end up proposing. Well, this one was you already had the list and you have the login for the grocery delivery. For the grocery delivery. So place. I don't know. There is no way to solve this problem, guys. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, Wait, what, did, what do you want Camille to do? 
I want him to be like, okay. Moshe's so- curious because I do all the work for when we have a party. Yeah. yeah except- <laughs> so he's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Except every time you need anything done on your phone ever, ever. She asked, what did you ask me to do the other day? Sign in for my flight. That is what to you should do as my husband. Check her into her flight. Yes. Check her into her flight. You should do that. It's very easy. You know what but else what is easy? Googling there? how do I check into my flight. I'd go to the you airport 20 minutes early. You don't have the apps. Okay. I don't want to do that. Why? Why? I don't. I'd prefer not to. Okay. I just want him to do it. I do. Every, I do so much. Like, sure. no, I he can you. cook and yes. like, I, I, I don't want to think about it for 15 minutes and get into a password loop. What did I do yesterday? You made dinner. No. What did I do before that? I walked outside, guys. I want to tell you something, Camille. You're getting a little buff uh. right now. Your, your body's a little buff right now. The <laughs> podcast listeners probably can't hear it in your voice. No, but. they can. <laughs> they can. <laughs> but Camille's gotten a little little thick around the bicep because he's been inspired by his co-star in Stuber, uh, which you should go see. I, I saw it and I loved it. But uh, I'm also a man, Camille. We recently had a uh, the garage the garage um, and um, motor taken out, and the guy, the Israeli guy, they're all Israeli. Was like, I was like, can you take it away? He's like, oh, I have to charge you like 150, but like just fuck, just fucking leave it, you know. The the garbage man will take. It's and like then, a seven foot tall pole. Steel, and the garbage man didn't take. No, at no, all. Garbage man is not gonna take. He did not take. Garbage no. man did not take. He did not take. So I walked outside. It was just standing there with He's a. Like, hack- I need to get a hacksaw. I need a hacksaw. I walked outside with a hacksaw and I and I hacksawed through through a solid steel beam. You were like Tim Allen out there. You were grunting. Yep. Did you have your so, shirt on or off? It was on, but it should have been off. It should have been if, off. If I had done some more of the Camille work, I would have been confident <laughs> oh, I'm taking it off. For any excuse to take my shirt off, <laughs> you could take just it off. Pop that off. Just pop it off. Guys, <laughs> it's getting warm in here. <laughs> You should have a pool party. Why did you? Oh, wait a minute. Why did you? I mean, that's why we canceled the last one. I wasn't. Oh, you weren't ready. ready? <laughs> I'm still not ready. Still not but ready. not ready. Um, wait. So why did you cut it up? Because then if it's I in cut the it can? in two, then I could put it in the garbage can. Okay. Oh, but by the way, you asking that question is exactly why you're not the handy one. Do you know what I mean? Like you. Oh, would you be the one that cuts the, I'm the, the steel I'm beam? I'm the handy one. But you're like from the south. It's in yeah. your DNA. It 100 percent right? is. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, there's a spider in the house. Go get it. Do you know what I mean? Like, my job is to get spiders. Wait, but what's you, Kamel do? What do you yeah, do? Yeah, because you also do the planning, Emily. What do you yeah, just you just question. act? How long is this? <laughs> I feel like we're three minutes in. He just acts. I remember. I remember. Hi, I'm Emily. I'm the planner. I'm the producer. I I do a lot of the screenwriting. I uh, I, I invite podcast. people. I, I I do all the technical stuff. Hi, I'm Kamel. I'm an actor. <laughs> I work out. You definitely work out. You talk about working out. I I constantly talk about working out. (laughs) I remember one time I was in the shower and I was about to leave for like a few days and you were staying and there was a massive cockroach in the shower that was so, so fucking big. And I was like, do I just leave this for Emily to handle? And, And what I did was I squished it with a conditioner bottle. Very cool. And I was like, I'll take care of it when I come back. And then I left. And when I came back, I took care of it. You know why that cockroach was so big? He, too, had worked with Dave Bautista. <laughs> it's a very big cockroach. It's a very big And look for that poster. movie coming out in a couple of months. <laughs> Isn't there something about being like a Hollywood sort of... And your special is even called Beta Male. There's something about being like a Hollywood like sort of bitch boy that makes any manly action you do feel like the best i don't know if you relate to this like yes, when i finished hacking through the steel beam oh, i was just sure. like i oh, power mm-hmm. i just felt so good oh, about it, myself yeah yeah definitely definitely uh, but i i don't i've never done anything like that no you're not you're you've not. saw it 
trees in uh, the yeah. backyard? <laughs> you, saw, you saw trees? Uh, if there's like limbs in the way, I'll, I, could, I have like, you know. It's not a big like saw, but this, she's like cut through branches. It's actually shit. interesting. We're kind of married to the, we're kind of married to the, op, the version of, like she is the Kumail for sure. I mean, yeah. I, but I'm she tra- does stuff. No, but I do- also like plan the parties and schedule everything and uh, pick up after you. <sighs> All right. I guess is this what podcast is almost over? <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. No, here's the thing. Because I was thinking about this today. Like I'm kind of going into this vibe, which feels kind of anti-feminist. But like, I don't want to nag my partner to do things. And I would just rather he does the things that he's naturally really good at. Like he's great at cooking. Okay. And now I'm not going to like ask him to like every time he uses the bathroom to like clean up like, you, like when you use your contacts every day. Like every day there's like an explosion happening. Yeah, well, that's that not connected to the contacts. contacts. That's diarrhea. Well, <laughs> right. I have chronic, chronic IBS have, and I whenever, can't. Whenever you take your contacts out, you shoot yourself? Yeah, wait. You, the, I would start taking my contacts off on the toilet instead of. <laughs> no, but Moshe literally opens up the cabinet, the like tears ev- every day, tears everything out. There's uh-huh. like tons of stuff in the sink. There's like clothes all over i mean but i don't it's your bathroom i heard a yeah. crazy story about Do your thing i'm not gonna like tell you every day to like clean up Do you guys share it. a sink no i have my own bathroom why are you okay. even in there because i want it to look nice <laughs> why are you even in there? <laughs> i heard a crazy story about chronic diarrhea <laughs> there was a, the, my friend was dating this woman he was serious with her and at some point she said something about having diarrhea i don't know how it came up but we this woman was like yeah oh yeah diarrhea those the last few years and we were like i'm sorry Say that again. And she's like, "Oh yeah, I haven't had I haven't had a solid shit in like five years." <laughs> and no doctor, nothing. That's what we said. We go, "Oh my god!" Like you have to go to the doctor. And she's like, "I'm not going to the doctor. He'll just tell me I have a gluten intolerance, and I'm not going to stop eating bread." Wow. I'm like, what if he? That's possible. That but you could also say you have ass cancer. Cancer. Yeah, there's but a billion things. But also that'll change your life. We we've been off gluten. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, she went off it. I went off processed sugar, dairy, and gluten. All together? Really? All together. Yeah. It's unfortunately been great. I wish that wasn't true. What, but what? also meat still? No. Oh, yeah. I still eat meat. Still what what are the uh, changes that you've noticed I in have your life? so much energy. I don't have to drink coffee. Usually, I would need a second cup of coffee in the second half of the day to like keep going. I need none of that. It's but what do you do to like amp yourself? That She's Whatever I'm eating. Like whatever. Like I just have amp naturally now or you have the ability to like sort of talk about it to other people kind of brag about your diet and that, see, that's gotta I'm pump you up so well, hard not to, that's I, I will say <laughs> it would have been it would have been great if it didn't do anything her skin looks amazing like uh-huh. she's always had good skin but people have been noticing it like uh-huh. i wish none of it worked that's but what it, i keep saying to it, people i don't want to does... i don't want to fucking talk about this stuff so you don't eat bread um, I eat gluten-free bread. Oh, that's the best kind of bread. Bean, oh, my God. Bean bread? Rice bread? That's disgusting. Oh. Mm, no, you can't have... bread? No rice. <laughs> oh, no rice. Garbanzo bread. This bread. One, no, like... you do almond flour, and oh. uh, it tastes like... It tastes like... Very small bread? It tastes like the ground. It tastes like you fell f- face first on the floor. That sounds really great. <laughs> it's not bad. But, Natasha, you were saying that these two, you admire them very much, not just because they're the ultimate Hollywood couple, but because they, they have a very loving relationship. Weren't you going to tell them about their... Tell the listeners about their their wake up regimen. Oh, I was telling Moshe how much I love how you guys like you go to bed together, even if one of you has to like wake up really early for something and you kind of try to keep your schedule. And I had never heard of anyone doing that. 
Yeah, we still. It's inspiring. Yeah, we started it when I had a job and and Kumail didn't have a job many years ago. So it was bad for me, and it's been bad for her for many years. Yeah, so like you still do it? Absolutely. Well, you are also an actor, and that is the worst early wake-ups. It's not normal early wake-ups. No, it's like 4.30 a.m. and stuff. And you do that? Wait, so if you have a 5 a.m. call time, Emily goes to bed at 9.30 with you? Absolutely. We've gone to bed at 8. We have gone to bed so early sometimes. Really? you get up at what, 4? No, I don't get up at the same time. Usually I'll be in bed, but I kind of do wake up earlier and then I'm like, but like by, by lunchtime, I'm like, does anyone want to have lunch? I've been awakened by myself for seven hours. Does anybody want to hang out with me? Uh, oh, so the rule is go to bed at the same don't time. Don't have to wake up at the same no, time. No, it's no. just going to bed at the Can't same time. Can't one partner go to sleep and the other partner sneak out and go like play go fuck some Red, people? Red Dead and go fuck some other go people and stuff people. like that? Uh, <laughs> play Red Dead. No, I mean, I guess you could, but also like at that point, you're just like you're already, there. yeah, you're there. Fall asleep. Yeah, you do it's fall great. asleep. Yeah, yeah, it's you, not terrible. You guys are a very loving couple. It's a good system. Yeah. It works. We we're very we're very good together, and we understand each other. We're very similar, and then also in the ways that we're different, I think we find highly amusing in each we other. We found ourselves making the exact same joke all the time at the exact same time. Also Two true. People. There's a <laughs> fucking embarrassing. There's a show that we're working on together, and we're producers on it, so we both have to give notes. And the the showrunner was like, "Are you guys talking to each other?" Because separately, we were giving the exact same notes on like cuts That's of so episodes. That's so cool. That it, means uh, actually, you can really count on each other. No, it's good because you can count on each other that you have the same taste. That's yes, true. So if once you start true. like running out of time, you know that Kumail has one of us will cover it. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's kind of funny to be the showrunner and just be like these annoying fucking assholes. Oh, they think course. I don't know the game they're playing of course, right now. Of course, they're separately emailing me the same note. Oh, I was thinking maybe we start with the cruise ship flashback. <laughs> well, sharing yeah. a worldview and seeing eye to eye, I mean, that's like the most important thing, really, in a relationship. Yeah, I, I think, think so. so. And, and we, having sex, I guess. Yes. yes. How's your sex life? In no, detail? don't say oh, I'm sorry. No. I, that's the wrong. Wait, I want to. Don't ask people that, honey. That was a joke it's, question. It's good. Oh, oh great. It's it. No, it's obviously good. You can tell. I know. Well, how could you not? With this We're fingering fu- each other with this right fucking, now. <laughs> <laughs> with this fucking beefcake over here and this uh, alabaster skin gluten-free princess. I mean, the what more do you want? Gluten-free doll. <laughs> That's the great thing about that diet no one talks about. Your vagina gets so tired. <laughs> uh, but it hurts a lot. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm in constant pain. Crack, crack, and diarrhea city. I mean, yeah. it is crack, crack, I actually crack. went to high school with a girl who had a yeast infection for two years. What? That was funny. This sounds it? like a bullying thing that you you guys spread that isn't true it how do true. you know that she had a yeast infection because two years? i knew the guy that was like her trying to date her and that's not true no because the entire school smelled for two uh, years listen i actually don't know if it was true i never got confirmation we'll never ask her What's don't her want to talk I'm not, that's cool. hilarious if you asked her <laughs> hey it's emily how are you doing yeah anyway I just re- you know, I re-encountered a memory from high school. Yeah. I just you know how that process where you like re-examine your memory to feel like they're real. Yeah. Did you have a yeast infection for two straight yeah. years? It's a pretty I've gross a- thing to tell someone if you don't want them to finger you. But right. But I'm on. I mean, I'm on board. I Wait, guess just say don't finger me. Don't finger me. I have a yeast infection. Is that yeah. a thing people say? Maybe that's what I'm saying. Maybe that was her reason for doing it. What does a yeast infection do? It makes uh, gluten-free bread. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> No, yeast is yeast. yeast goes bread. I know, but it just yeah. felt like the right area. It's definitely something that you would like talk about that the people you didn't like at school probably had. Exactly. Yeah. I remember That's there. Right. It's so made up. I remember there were these two <laughs> girls. Poor girl. There were two girls in my junior high school who uh, all had um, prostituted themselves, uh, blowjobs <laughs> for hits of acid. And for years, I just thought, what a crazy school I went to. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was like 30 that I was like, oh, that was not true. <laughs> they that, just were There were no way that that was a true story. <laughs> that was just like us slut shaming these girls who did nothing. That's right. and just, 
That's but, right. And this was never, it wasn't a thing that was like discussed around the school. It was just something I had heard from one person and then from a second person years later. And I was like, could that be true? Maybe. Two years. Wait, Two so years. what happened with your fight though? Just because we need to wrap it up. And oh, I'm, right, oh. right, right, right. Um, yeah, what uh, uh, the results are pending. Yeah. Um, no, I said that you agreed I would, to do some stuff tomorrow. I, I agreed to give do him some, some chores. Party. Can he yeah. like do a run to the grocery I'm also store? Like, or if I have to give you chores, what do, now I'm just having to create like you know the thing where like the video game is like it says insert coin, but you're like no no you're playing it. I don't want it to be like that. Do you know what oh, I mean? Like the, I just think women are better at planning things. Unfortunately, yeah. I I don't. Hey, we don't disagree. need to have the party. <laughs> we're we're already RSVP. There as we yes. go. There we. Go burn that yeah, yeah, no, down. it's happening. It'll be great. <laughs> All right, well, Emily's we, got a lot of plans for it. You guys work through your problems very well, and we we felt like you could come on and help us help some other people work through their problems. Yeah, let's do it. What do you think? Should we take yeah, a call? Yeah, let's to take us? a call. Okay, let's call Lauren in New York City. Hi, Lauren. Yes. Hi. Yes. Hi. It's Moshe Kasher. And Natasha Legero. And our friends are here, Kumail Nanjiani and Emily Gordon, or as I call her, Almerly. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get That's that so later. Exciting. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? <laughs> We're good. Um, do you want to tell great. us do you want to tell us why you're calling? Yeah, so basically, uh, my husband is a sadist and I'm a submissive, and this was all fine and dandy for us until a few months ago when we had a son uh because for us now the wait kink aspect can yeah. i ask you is your son a sadist or a submissive or do you not know yet or do you not so, want to assign that kind of he, thing to him you know that's up to him but he's pretty chill so I'd, I, I would be prone to guessing the latter he's uh he's, <laughs> he's been an easy baby well before you uh get into your problem can you can you to, to the degree that you're comfortable can you tell us like some of the dynamics the submissive just for the people that are neophyte listeners that maybe aren't as freaky as you like what what does that entail to be a submissive he likes to sniff boots or wait what's he she likes to sniff she boots. likes to sniff his boots and you know he right likes, so yeah. yeah he likes to be in control to be the dominant partner although he is more specifically like a sadist so kind of things that you know deliberately making me uncomfortable would put it a light uh, in a light way like like you and have a ball gag in your mouth or something we yeah we have like a closet full of them and this now, is kind of yeah are you full-time in these roles or is this just a sexual yes. thing oh you're full-time where the problem is because if it was just in the bedroom we could just like wait till nap time but right, because... for us it's, yeah, it's a lifestyle thing. Let's wait till nap time to be submissive to do our master-slave relationship. No, I feel your pain because it's like he's going to be like, you filthy little dog, you stupid little slut. Uh, Connor, listen to your mother. You listen to your mother when also, she tells you to do something. if Connor accidentally sees this, it's going to scar him for life. Well, how old is the kid? Oh, three months right now. Oh, okay. So you're, so, but is that part of it? You had the child, right? Yes. So this continued through your pregnancy as well. It did. Uh, well, I mean, I had a, I hated being pregnant. And so things kind of, you know, tapered off. We have a very, despite me being a submissive, we constantly are having a dialogue about how things are changing and evolving with the, with the lifestyle for us. As so, it should be, right? You know, it's not as, yeah, it's not as, you know, constant whips and chains, you know. And in fact, that's the problem is there's not enough whips and chains in our life. And there's two, uh, and you're saying... 
you're saying there's the problem is that it's too much in the regular minutia of your life and not not enough in just the bedroom no the other way around my concern is we want to maintain it as a lifestyle but we also want to raise a son whose first words aren't yes, sir, and who like grows up respecting women. That sounds like a good idea. I do like Emily's question <laughs> that you were pregnant the whole time. I just like the idea of him just being like, you fucking breathe, you, <laughs> you little pig. You breathe. You take that epidural. Take that fucking epidural. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still confused. Is the issue that you guys feel like you're becoming too normal? Yes. Gotcha. But you still want to maintain, so you want to maintain your lifestyle, but you want your child to not grow up in a household that feels uh, where there's a dungeon. Where, well, yeah. <laughs> no, you do want abusive. there to be a dungeon, but you don't want him to know how to unlock the ball gags. Well, we, yeah, we, we need to find a way to create the balance because it is a very important part of our relationship. Like we actually met on a sure. BDSM site. It's how we keep things right. interesting after all the years. And, it's, you know, it's just, both part of our personalities our whole life there's a, a kind of a backstory yes did he order you to make this phone call <laughs> <laughs> from the half court Wait, well done what is the backstory do you so, want to tell well, us the backstory here's just a quick backstory that uh when he was when my husband was young his parents found him with a pornographic magazine of women in bondage and they set him aside and they told him this is not how we treat women and i'm afraid that my son would find something of that nature and grow up thinking, oh, this is how you treat women. Right. Well, by the way, look what the effect it had on your husband. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, they told him this is not how you do things, and he absolutely no, but became a, a guy. He's like, I think I'll be a full-time sales. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Even through you know I mean? pregnancy? Like, <laughs> so it seems like whatever is going to happen, you'll turn out the opposite, because that's what parenting is. Yeah, maybe he'll <laughs> find it and become, like, a priest. Can I ask you a question? And I hope this doesn't come off as judgmental, but like, what's wrong with you? No, I'm kidding. No, uh, my, like what, what about why full time? Cause like, what does that mean? Full time. It, it's it not just in the bedroom. All during the day. It's so like they're the like, she, he'll be like, go do this. And she has to do it. Yeah, it just, what? It, I just mean, all the time. Not just well, sex. and we'll, we can check in with her to make sure that's true. Is that correct? Kind of, but it's not, you wouldn't know. I mean, we would have to tell you that that's what we were into for you to know. We, we don't come off like that, you know, we're both, you know, professionals in our kind of day-to-day. Well, now I'm a stay-at-home mom. But uh, so, yeah, it's just as we've grown, obviously, this has chipped away. And we want to find a way to still keep it there and kind of keep that as part of our relationship in that you know in the lifestyle so like basically i do all the cooking and cleaning and you know all of that kind of thing sounds like you might be ready to pull out of a full-time submissive life no i don't want to i'm i'm actually the one who he's just kind of like head you know treading water right now with work and the baby and i'm the one who's like hey i don't want this to rob us of us it's no, also you're true that i mean to... you're you're a stay-at-home mom so your identity is now gone from being like working outside the home being into bdsm to being stay-at-home mom that's frustrating yeah, yeah. That f- makes you feel like you're a little less sexy, perhaps, than you were. In general. Yeah. Is there a oh, way to, to sort of set almost like a curfew on the this this thing so that it's not all the time, it's not 24 hours, so there's like, okay, so there's a certain time where we're with the baby and, we t- and then there's like certain hours of the day where that uh, 
turns on. Because babies sleep a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a cool do. idea. But they eventually stop sleeping altogether, which is an issue. And, and it, <laughs> but that, then they're in school. But Kumail's idea, which I think is a good one, relates to my question, which I, I really am curious about. Like, why full time? Like, to me, and I'm sure this is just a fundamental misunderstanding of what it means to be a sadist in a sadist uh, submissive relationship. Like, to me, being horny or my sexuality is like a it's a sliver of my life, and. And it's so I, you know, when I'm in a sexy mood, that's when I'm in a sexy mood. And then the rest of the time I'm, I'm in a, a different, like, what is it about the relationship that, that needs to be uh, full time for you? What does it do for you? Well, I guess what I mean by full time, it's not necessarily that we're constantly participating in something that would be blatant. It's more that there's like certain rules or certain protocols. And if, and protocols may be a too strong of a word for it, but it's a strong. We one. like it. We yeah, like it, it, no. yeah. If it came down to it, I would probably defer to him. I would defer to the agreement we had already made, you know, uh, in the moment, and then we would discuss something later. But if I, there was an issue that came up, am I wrong to ask? Is but that is a sexual role playing situation, even when it's Does it subtle. Scratch that itch, yeah. Even when you're talking about like where to go to dinner. Yeah, and I guess the reason that it's always been full time is it's never not had to be, and we've never sure. really considered not making it's it. It's just so, fun. So, yeah, I, I guess the answer is just we hadn't even considered changing it. I mean, I guess you know the obvious thing for me, and tell me what you guys think, is that you know uh, one of the fundamental principles of having a child is sacrifice, and and like it seems like what one of the things you're gonna, you guys are going to have to sacrifice is the full-time nature of your <laughs> sexual, you know, BDSM <laughs> lifestyle because you're probably right that it's a little bit, probably a lot for a uh, six-month-old to wrap their head around is like, why does mommy have that uh, horse's mane and being uh, whipped with that crop right now? Oh, kids love horses. They do like horses. That's true. At this point, it's just we seem very like a leave it to beaver kind of family. Just with me doing the the cooking and cleaning, it seems just very traditional. See, that's what I think. It's it's that's what it feels like to me. Is like it's more that you feel like you've lost a part of yourself and do it. It's not it's not a thing of like how do we negotiate? What's the kid going to see? It's like I don't feel super sexy anymore. And if anything, I think you can just make more rules. And rules for you guys feel like a a big part of what your lives are. So I feel like make more rules and more protocols that like you're allowed to be as hardcore, like BDSM, submissive, whatever, between these hours. And then to me, it's kind of sexy, the idea that like at 10 a.m. when he usually wakes up from his nap or whatever, I don't know. We have to uh, pretend to be. We have to then go back to pretending to be Leave it to Beaver. That's right. a good idea. And like the good news is, too, is that you guys do have a a sexual relationship that's working. And, you know, I think a lot of people who've been calling in, it seems like that's one of the issues they have once they have kids is like they're not having sex. So the fact that that's still working out and you guys are still hot for each other and you know how to like get each other excited. Right. There is. Yeah, totally. I, I, I and like, then the babies go to bed at seven. So right. then like you guys can like freak out. Come 730. It's anal time. But <laughs> like, you know, I, th- I there's a thing I always think about with with the tv writing rooms that like there are certain people i i disparage as they write with a sword not a scalpel and like it seems like you the maybe the sword bdsm sword energy is going away but you guys can start making tiny little cuts i'm trying to speak to you in a language that i think will turn you on but you make these tiny little cuts like you make little rules little yeah (laughs) little like little like little subtle like 
like little teeny tiny subtle protocols that no one on earth could ever even notice are there but it's like you know the most subtle elegant but version know, and, and you guys will know right. that's what's hot it'll yeah, be like a little secret one like that we have like can one ask, rule like that can we yeah, ask what it is it's, it's hilarious um it's the pomplamoose rule which is when he found out the word for grapefruit in french was pomplamoose he thought that was hilarious and basically told me never to say it in english again and if I said it in English, or he catches me in public saying it in English, there will be consequences. So it's forever pomplamoose. So once we stop laughing about it, that's become one of the one of the uh, that's amazing. Rules. Yeah, sounds kind of hot, actually. Yeah. I, I like the idea of like, is he French? I would like some French man to tell me I couldn't say certain things, or he you, wouldn't fuck me right. You can no longer say the grapefruit. It is pomplamoose only from now on. Or there'll be consequences. I also want to acknowledge what what um, both of uh, the, the the women on the, on the giving you advice have said because I think it is pretty significant, which is that a lot of women who go through childbirth end up feeling like their sexuality becomes a wasteland and men too and you guys it just sounds like what a lucky thing that sexuality was such a big part of your lives already that you you have a three-month-old and you're still going like "Mm, my sex life is still such an important part and vibrant and active part that's pretty i think that's a that's a win hey let us know how it goes make some more rules Camille, you have any thoughts? Don't act to- too weird in front of your kid. I think though, yeah, what, what Emily said about when they when the kid wakes up suddenly, you're pretending to be a normal family and thing. more you're, rules. I you're think only that's a- pretending to be Leave It to Beaver. That's how you have to reframe it. You're not Leave It to Beaver. You guys are masquerading as Leave It to Beaver for the time being. I mean, what's kinkier than pretending to be a very normal family? <laughs> <laughs> not that much. Fun. Well, when your son or daughter grows up, uh, let us know. Call us back and tell us if they ended the up. The kid will. Don't worry. The kid will call. <laughs> yeah, the kid will call us. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, good luck, right. good Lauren. Good luck out Thank there. You so Wait, so what do they do? They say, like, you stupid bitch. Like that kind of thing it's in public? De- yeah. Depending on yeah. what they're into, yeah. It I, gets pretty hardcore and I've never heard of that, salty. that someone is, like, full-time. But that is really fascinating. Like, what does it mean when your identity and lifestyle is connected to a, I don't want to say extreme, but at least a... A robust form of sexuality and all of a sudden you've got a newborn like how do yeah, you negotiate so, that it's fascinating it's super interesting i also feel like the idea of like i'm not going to make any decisions and you you have to make all the decisions for me maybe for the aforementioned like mentioned uh, arguments we have suddenly sounds like a vacation to me you know what i mean <laughs> like that like oh i don't have to make any decisions or plan anything oh yeah she i just pretty think we would be both in a slave slave relationship <laughs> i think we would be both submissive <laughs> but the, just laying there trying to figure out where to order food that's from. literally what our lives are now <laughs> like i don't know where do you want to order i don't know where i don't do know what do you want uh, that, that that the only part that really mystified me of the whole thing i i got her dilemma but it just is so hard for me to imagine being so locked into a not locked into but like so into a sexual identity that I needed to pull it through the full the waking, every waking yeah. hour Agree. I have. Agree. Well, well, that was interesting. Um, yeah. I think we should listen to some secrets. The other thing we do on this podcast, guys, is that we have a listener hotline where people call in and they get their deepest, darkest secrets off their chest. And okay. we play them live on the air and then we can What's comment the on number? Them. Hi, uh, my name is Al uh, Almul. Anyway, I got this guy. uh, I don't want to say who, but he does not participate in the Evite situation in our house. 
and I am thinking about killing him. He doesn't him. even the have the login. I uh, have the login for Instacart. But, uh, <laughs> all right. Hi, I, I'm the only one with the Instacart password, and we we pick up Emily. Yeah. Oh, uh, goodbye. No, no, no. This isn't her. Like, we don't need to have parties. <laughs> it's like, Camille, Emily, please stop calling the listener hotline. Okay, let's hear some secrets. Yeah, let's hear a couple. What do we got? Hello, uh, here is my secret. I am happily married. I really enjoy my sex life, but I still find as much time as I can uh, to masturbate on my own. And my wife thinks that I am watching straight porn but I am, in fact, only watching transgender and sissy porn. There you go. What is sissy porn? Sissy? I don't know. I don't either. I do. I know what it is. <laughs> but I do what is it? What is it? <laughs> so sissy porn is porn where a, a man is dressed up like a woman, but is not, in fact, a transgender woman. It's like it's almost gay porn, but the man's wearing like a teddy and like a, a wig. And is there a woman? Uh, there can be, but it's mostly okay. the it's sissy. It's like drag porn. Kind of a thing. It's okay. like, What's but the they're, but they're also. that and drag? Well, drag isn't really sexual. It doesn't right? have Drag's to like be the, sexual, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So, sis, yeah, sissy porn is more like a, um, it's like a almost a subgenre of trans porn. It's like trans, but trans porn is but, usually like hot appearing. Right. Like traditionally hot trans women having sex. Right. And then sissy porn is more of like a domination of a man in a, in a like, I see sissy dress. And okay. Okay. I see. It was still unclear though. If he was fucking his wife a lot. He, 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 no, he, he, sex life. he likes his sex life, yeah. but he masturbates a lot. I feel like people police their porn habits too much. I, you think it's okay. You don't need to like yeah. admit to your, you know, tell Only your, if it's hot. Do you know what I mean? Like why? I don't know why that would be shameful. Well, yeah, I hear. Well, if you had a partner that was not able to, to process what does it mean if a person's watching sissy porn or trans porn and they think oh my god my husband's gay i have to have this serious talk when in fact that guy's just like got a little a little fetish that he likes he didn't sound gay well i mean i'm not positive (laughs) (laughs) natasha that you could figure it out (laughs) i mean he didn't sound like he was like oh you meant he didn't Sound you, like he was struggling with his sexual right, life. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. right, right, right. That's, okay. that's all I mean. Hi. No, I just mean he seemed like pretty satisfied. Yeah. Right. If his as long if his wife was like cool with it, it seemed like he'd be like really happy. And he also didn't sound particularly um put upon by his fetish. Oh, no, sure he wasn't a, like ashamed of it. Or I'm sure there's a lot of men out there that would have the same call yeah. but would be like, and I fucking hate myself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, he I, seems okay with it. Nothing nothing needs to change. I wrote an advice column for a while and I got a question once that was uh, a woman upset that she didn't think that her boyfriend's porn habits were diverse enough. <laughs> that's and I, Wait, like on a woke level? Yes. Yes, on a woke ah! level. And I, like, I was just oh. like, what are you? What's wrong with you? I just want I just want to see a, some women of color getting, yeah. getting brutally dominated. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I just was like, don't we have to police like there's so much policing. That's like crazy. you don't need to police your boyfriend's like sexual appetites. That's a weird That's funny. My friend Louis Katz used to have you know Louis Katz yeah. he had this great joke about how um he was into like the whatever he was into porn wise, race wise, and he's like but it's all racist. Like the 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 advertising is always racist. Right. It's just like it was like I don't remember what the the, the lines were. But it was like you know big booty hip hop hoes, and his thing was like all I want is to see these women res- treated with a little bit of respect 
with blah 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 you know like right, like right, right. essentially like that it, you can't escape the most that oh, is something that porn does with the exception of like feminist porn and more woke yeah, companies yeah. you get to like the oh the, the, the disgusting the, yeah the bedrock of what people want and yeah. it can't right. really like be you denied you can't look up lesbian porn without it being like fucks her stepmom yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right that's absolutely right right and then you're like wait why are they all underage I don't want to click on yep. this yeah. but, like, but then to me as a man I'm thinking oh I don't know no just to it's me it's also period. like yeah with milf porn it's like my friend's hot mom it's like why is your 35 f- year old friend's mom 40 years old? <laughs> I don't know. Milf, <laughs> milf means nothing anymore. It milf really nothing. means you, nothing. If you want a milf, you got to go to a gilf. And if you want a gilf, you got to right, go right, to a right. good gilf. And if you want a good gilf, it's dead women porn, is unfortunately what it is. <laughs> it's just elderly women in their coffins. Okay, well, let's take another secret. Wait, hold on. I want to finish this thought, not the last thought, which didn't go well. I and think that's finished. Out. I think yeah. you're done yeah. with that thought. No, the, um, but I was going to say, oh, what you can't deny. Even as oppressive and horrifying as some of this porn stuff is, is that they're doing it because they're making money doing it, and that's of what course. I mean. It's like you're getting down to people's base desires, right? And they must be wanting. There must be a market for all of this. There's a market for yeah, all of it. Of course there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So to the guy listening, uh, we think it's a okay. Yeah. We think it's AOC. Actually, th- <laughs> that that person wanted that uh, diverse porn cachet we think it's aoc that you're listening in watching sissy porn and trans porn there you go all right let's hear another one hey guys uh big fan right here um this is a secret of mine um i used to do a lot of drugs and when i did a lot of drugs i uh wound up going to jail for a pretty long time and i'm actually jewish my last name is clickstein and uh, that sounded pretty German, so I just pretended to be German, and I joined a white power gang. Um, this is true. Uh, and I had a pretty hilarious time, honestly. Um, that's kind of my deep, dark secret. So, yeah, if you guys have uh, questions about it, it's pretty interesting. I know most of you are Jew and also used to be a drug addict, so... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't know if you'd be able to join a white power gang. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Not, have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. <laughs> have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. Sig- oh, and Sig Heil. Yeah. Sig Heil. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Force a habit. You know when you dabble in white power? <laughs> I love that. Because it's like, convenient. I thought you'd maybe get a kick out of this. I was a Jewish Nazi. For, yeah. I, I mean, I, I did. I, I This is ama- That is amazing. Because I've often been fascinated by the idea, like, what happens to Jews in prison? Who do they do? They don't have gangs. Join up with. Who yeah. do they, what do they do? Yeah. Well, if you can pass, you can be Aryan Nation. I guess. Yeah. Also, so. he seemed so not scarred by it. He just thought it was really funny. He said it was hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. hilarious. It sounds hilarious. Did they act on it? Did they beat up people? Probably. I mean, that's, I, mean I don't know. The real. The he definitely thing. seemed like he wanted to talk about. It. I mean, well, like, if you guys have questions, like, well, we call. You can book me. Glickstein. I'll fly out. <laughs> I'll be calling Mr. Glickstein very soon. I th- I want this episode to get super popular. Him to get back on drugs, go back to jail, and it's people being like, "You motherfucker." <laughs> we trusted we you. We opened our doors to you. How stupid are these fucking Nazis that they're like Glickstein? That yeah. sounds like a German name. <laughs> you could join up. Come on we'll in. We'll take you. <laughs> I mean, crazy. What? A, the, I, the truth is, though, like the a lot of the white powered gangs in prison aren't really motivated by racial animus. No, that's right. It's, it's just like being a part group. of a group, right? Yeah. yeah, they have to they have to click up along racial lines, and so they do. Some of them are hardcore racist, but some of them aren't. Um, what a crazy story! I mean, what would you do if you went to prison? Oh, I would probably like just fall right into whatever I needed to do to survive. Yeah, I would fall in love. 
Yeah, well. Yeah, the, probably. Immediately. Probably lick some woman's pussy and get her what she wanted. And... You would glick some woman's stein. <laughs> Kumail, what about you? Are there Pakistani groups? Do you know? I bet there are Muslim. Games. There must be. There's yeah. gotta be. Yeah. Well, there's like definitely black Muslim. In oh yeah, I'm sure it encompasses. I'm all set. Yeah, don't, don't worry you about. You're actually you get good. better food. I think if you um, if you actually, need a Muslim meal, you get better food. For that's what I've heard. Wait, if you what? If you need like a Muslim meal in prison, oh, they, it's actually so better hot, food. The food's better quality. Yeah. That's interesting. You would do the best in prison of all of us. Actually, no, you guys are, are white women. You'd be. F- I think I'm the only one that's really screwed here. Yeah, you you that don't have a people. There. It reminds me of that episode we watched where the guy like uh, that that show called Loser Losers on Netflix, where like the guy was like trying to walk the desert and he got lost in the desert, and so for food, first of all, to drink, he started pissing in his water bottle and drinking this it. This does sound like a Jewish story. Didn't your people get lost in the de- desert for a while? Oh yeah, that was the original Bible. Was well, We got lost in the desert for a long time and then drank our own piss until we came wait, to the Holy and, Land. And then when he needed to eat, he went into a cave and he found like 10 bats and just sliced off their heads and sucked drank their the entrails. <gasps> and he goes, and at the time when I was doing it, nothing felt more natural. Or the way he nothing said it. more human. More human. Like, I feel like when you're in these situations, I mean, jail. Yeah, you're just like you just your body switches to a different mode. And it's like your life changes. Well, we're going to call Glickstein and get to the bottom of this story. And I'll probably be writing a screenplay about it. I was going to say somebody (laughs) needs to get on that. Wow. All right. Let's play another secret. Dark secret. I love children, but I cannot stand my own 13 year old daughter. Oof. Okay, there was a lot of waves in that scene. That was so. There were misdirects. It started off so bad that when it was just only very bad. When it went from. When he doesn't love his daughter, we were like, thank goodness. When it went from vile to merely monstrous, we were like, oh, thank God. I was about to stop doing this podcast in the beginning. Duty to report. I just, dark secret, I love children. Thank you, guys. I love your comedy, by the way. (laughs) Big fan, big fan, big fan. Oh, we probably have a lot in common. I mean, the truth is, women, like, some sure there's, like, was it a, did he say it was a wife or or a son or a daughter? Daughter. 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 I mean, children are terrible. I was awful. My parents hated me, and they They did not hate you. Your parents never hated you. I hated my parents. I ha- they should have hated me, and I I actively worked to make them hate me. How can you not hate a thirteen year old? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I was stealing money from my mom and hitting her, and just I was gross. And also, I was I'm such sorry, a know it all. Such yeah, a know it all. I was a problem. Yeah, okay. when I saw a window, I was like, how can I climb out of that in the middle of the night? My only point, I wasn't like bragging about hitting my mom. My point was, <laughs> when, certain thirteen year olds are so out of control. Mom. Of course, you haven't. That's not normal. I'm not. <laughs> right. I was a drug addict. Mel, America, everyone hits their mom. <laughs> As Glickstein reminded you, I was <laughs> a teenage Jesus. drug addict. But my point is, like, there, the level of pathological brokenness you can get to at 13 mm-hmm. is so high yep. that it. I think that this isn't even a deep, dark secret. Call us back when she's 18 if you still can't stand her. Then we'll talk. Then we'll talk. Yeah. You've got some issues. Yeah. But for now, I, I get it. She's probably a real pain in the ass. Get through it. Yeah. But I wanted to know what the level of hatred is. I know. Is, is it just like really annoying? Oh, she fucking sucks. Or is it like... Sounds like, like he thinks about it every day. You're right. The <laughs> fact that he called the hotline. Yeah, exactly. Like it's more than like <laughs> teenage annoying. parent ennui. Right. He probably... He said can't stand, right? Can't stand my 13-year-old daughter. Okay. I wish right. I knew more. I'm just very glad that it continued. Because yeah. there was a part, it, yeah. it went, I love children, and it was like, oh, God, no. And then he goes, but, and I thought, oh, thank God there's a but. And then, right. and then the but wasn't great. 
The butt wasn't great. But it's what we got. But I also here. think if any 13 year old girls are listening to this, they're probably like, that sounds like my dad. <laughs> you know, like you just. That like, sounds like my dad. That's a fair point. Actually, yeah. if you're listening and you're a 13 year old girl, it wasn't your dad. It definitely wasn't it your, was dad. Not your dad. We put I was, a thing on yes, it. Yes, your dad is into kids. Yeah, your dad loves kids. I was getting Full a. Full stop. I was getting a manicure today and there were these like two women talking who were both like in their late 50s and they both had daughters away at college. And they had just like, they, they didn't come together, but they were like, like catching each other up on their children's lives. Like you could tell they used to be friends when the kids were little. And she's like, yeah, my daughter's over at Brown University. I think she was at Howard University or something. She's in college. And she goes, yeah. And um, she just told me like she didn't go to class all week. And she just didn't feel like going to class all week. And I like calculated how much money that was that I that I paid for that week. (laughs) And then I just really hope she gets a work ethic in college. And I was thinking like, first of all, she's not going to get a work ethic if like she's just calling her mom, like telling her mom's paying for college and she's just calling her and being like, yeah, I just didn't go all week. I didn't feel like going. Why tell your mom? Did you guys hear the story? Because it just all sounds like a nightmare. Did did you hear the story about the woman? There was a, a, a viral story on the internet last week or something about someone, a journalist who... Overheard. Yes, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it either. Wait, what is it? She overheard a, a, a young, a millennial uh, person at this office job saying to her, being confronted to her boss about the spelling of the word. Do you remember what it was? I can't remember what the word was, but she was like, but that's how I've always spelled it. And the boss was like, but that's not how it's spelled. And she's like, but I feel like it should be spelled that way. <laughs> I spelled it that way. You should respect that. You should respect <laughs> it, my differences, uh, my values. And then proceeded to, this is the part where I was like, I bullshit. lost it, yes. When she's like, and then this coworker of hers called her mother on speakerphone in the office. Right. And Just then, it, luckily on speaker so luckily, that the reporter could report back both sides of could the conversation. Hear, and that the mom on the other end of the call was like, oh, you're so right. And that boss is awful. We should bring him up on charges. Oh He's the God. worst. It's a, but I it's just a, don't buy it. I don't buy it either. Yeah. And, and the reason it went viral is it's a, it's a phenomenon of the modern era, which is it's exactly the kind kind of story people want oh 100 so I, I got the greatest advice about retweeting political things online is like anytime it makes my like angry like left-wing heart uh flutter i should stop yes and google the story and make right. sure that it's true <laughs> because if it's too if it's just like too Steve, perfect you know you know stephen miller says the n-word yeah. i'm like I got there. can you believe this i knew it and then i gotta make sure that he did i know they don't have to follow the rules because they do. really know yeah. how to they know how to exactly where to hit us exactly yeah. it's where interesting to where seeing like the fake news thing affecting all <clears throat> reporting oh, yeah. all media the way people approach like headlines are different on every website. Oh, absolutely! Because of, because of how you know, yeah. because of how we talk. There was an, a headline I just saw today that was uh, science reporting that anorexia is dot dot dot, uh, and you had to click to find out. Oh, what was it? What is I anorexia? Is it bad? Is it is it hot? <laughs> Which run. thing is it? What's anorexia it gonna be? Is hot. <laughs> I click on, on such embarrassing things. I'm like so over the internet. The internet is truly a cesspool, and it was not worth it. But it is nice to not have to print out directions. That is so true. <laughs> yeah. really I had so many printed out directions it. in my car <laughs> yeah. for so I mean, long. We've become the Sex Pistols guy now. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Turn off your damn phones. Let's hear another secret. Okay, so this secret actually just happened last weekend. Um, I've been dating this guy. He's super into me. I'm like, just seeing where it goes. And he invited me to hang out with all his friends. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we're outside drinking, having a good time. And his friend was like, flirting with me all night. And I just thought it was funny, whatever. And, um, the guy was dating, and dating 
it was like getting real jealous and so we were going to go to bed and we went to the same bedroom and his friend texted me and was like hey meet me outside so i go outside and he's standing right there so we go on the side of the porch in the backyard and start hooking up and i texted the guy i'm dating and said i had a shit and i was in the bathroom <laughs> which obviously was a bad lie because he could go right down the hall and look in the bathroom that's the so reason he kept coming outside looking for me he kept coming and outside. i ended up crawling under the porch and his friend went around front and met up with the guy i'm dating and they walked around looking like acting like they were looking for me and then i crawled under the porch ran out front to my car and walked back in with my book bag with my stuff to spend the night saying i was out in the car contemplating life for a while and totally blew it off and he has no clue that i hooked up with his best friend so that's that you guys, they're going to be great. I can't wait for that marriage. <laughs> so, yeah, thank she, God she, she didn't get caught. Because <laughs> yeah, she's a fan. How long have they been together? It doesn't seem like they've been together. No, it was like a newer thing. I, that I was, thought it was kind of thrilling, though. There was a, there was a real journey. That we, yeah. So I, I so I understand. She was in the bed with the with the new man with the boyfriend, and his best friend was like, "Meet me outside." She went. She said, "I got a shit. I've got a shit." Which yeah. You know what? That's so suspicious. Yeah. Because why would you? Tell why would you say women, it? Be women like, don't oh, shit. Right <laughs> Which is why would anyone ever say to their partner, "I'm gonna go take a shit. I'll be back." She goes outside. She starts hooking up with the guy. The boyfriend under a porch. That was what no, was no, no. She hold hides on. under yeah. the porch. We'll they're, outside, the they're outside hooking they're not up. Hooking up under the. Porch. The first guy is like, <laughs> like she's Pennywise not, the clown. I don't. She doesn't seem like she's shitting. She come, He comes outside. They hear him come outside. She jumps under the porch. He and his best friend, who is just fucking his new girl, go around the house looking for her, and she reappears from the front door, having crawled under the porch. This guy deserves everything that he's getting. <laughs> Which one? Like, I mean, what every, did he I do? think everybody does. The guy was like, "Oh, I guess she was just taking a shit," and then went to the car to get her book he's bag. He's the one innocent person yeah. in this whole story. This poor he guy. He knows. He you knows something. He knows? Yeah, it's he not going to last. Well, I bet they've broken up by now, anyway. Yeah, that did not. They've just been dating. Last. She didn't say boyfriend. These she are just like guy. drunk 20-year-olds. We shouldn't philosophize too hard on it. <laughs> right. And she had That's her like best overnight bags. That <laughs> anybody could have said in this entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have a question for you guys. Do you think we should take another call or would you rather do a wheel of truth where you answer some questions about your relationship? <laughs> Let's take another call. <laughs> <laughs> So now we're going to call Sophia in Tucson. Hello? Hi, is Sophia there? Yeah. Hey, Hi. It's Natasha. Hi, Natasha. It's Moshe. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, yeah, I can. Okay. Sorry, there's a monsoon kind of happening right now. In Tucson? I want to make sure the service... Yeah, the, it's monsoon season, so it's actually really nice. Oh. Wait, I didn't know there were monsoons in Tucson. And I didn't know that they preceded things being really nice. <laughs> I always thought no, monsoons no, are bad. No, no, no. It's nice because it's rain, and we don't get rain ever, but in the summer we do. Right. Can I just tell so you, like, Sophia, you have an amazing voice. <laughs> I'm falling for you. Um. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, Wait, also, you. Sophia, we're here with some friends. We have uh, Kumail Nanjiani and Emily Gordon on the phone as well. 
Hello. I know. When your producer texted me, I was yeah, like extra excited. This is so wild. I love it. But not too much extra excited because we would have been Seems enough. Seems like right? you're no, more than twice as excited <laughs> as you would have been. At least 60% more excited. All right, Sophia, tell us what's going on. Okay, so basically, I would like your opinion to know if I'm simply being anxious and overthinking something or if there's an actual cause to be suspicious. Because I've gotten mixed reviews from the few people I've talked about it with. So I wanted to toss it up to you guys. And basically, at the end of a vacation, I recently went on with my boyfriend and some of our friends. Everyone wanted to take a nap because they were tired, but I wasn't. So I was like, okay, I'll look through um, all the photos that my boyfriend has taken on his phone during the trip. And with his permission, obviously. Um, Here's important to note that I really hate his phone because it's old and kind of glitchy and maybe I'm stupid that I just have a hard time swiping through it. And I guess I hit the album icon. And when I hit that, it brought me to a page where I was immediately seeing his ex-girlfriend's face. But that always happens. Like it's whenever I'm on my in my pictures, all of a sudden, like a slideshow from four years ago will start playing. Are you wondering why he didn't delete them if he likes you so much? Yeah, kind of, because, and I understand that he was, it was a serious relationship. They were together for two years, and that's a good amount of time. Obviously, you're going to have a connection with them, and he wanted to remain friendly with her, but, like, when I, the photos I saw, they were very couple-y photos, and they were kissing and just being an obvious couple, and I don't know why, I guess you would have those photos on your phone well i will say i would not if if i i mean i haven't really dated anybody but emily since since have had phones you know since i've <laughs> yeah, yeah not, we, we, maybe we're not the people to even <laughs> no but i if i broke since up with phones someone were i would not want to lose those photos i would really? keep those photos yeah oh, really? i wouldn't delete photos of me like with somebody that i was in love with at one point yeah. I, I would want to keep those for off your phone you, or off of instagram or both I would not delete them from anywhere. I'm yeah. not trying to erase like a part of my life, you know, like okay. um, I, I, I would not I would not erase them. I would want to have those memories. Maybe I would like put them in an album because I didn't want to come across them all the time because it would be upsetting or whatever. But after a certain point, I would be I would be happy to have those pictures, those I, memories of that relationship. I am going to say that on an even more functional... I mean, what Kumail's saying is very romantic. Like, he likes... He doesn't want to forget a part of himself. But I'm looking at my phone... I've been with Natasha seven years, and I am almost guaranteeing that I have photos of ex- exes in here, not because I don't want to forget part of myself, but because I, there is no way I'm going to go you- back. I've been scrolling for since you called, trying to get to the first picture in my photo album. I'm not even there yet. And It's a new thing. As soon as you, as soon as you like download the latest you know operating system all of a sudden now the 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 photo section has like all these 2000 like all these old photo albums is that happening to you like all these old photo albums are coming up and like i just keep I, that's why i keep sending you old pictures of of our daughter right because right. like they just keep coming up in front of my face and i'm like oh that's a cute picture i'll send it to Moshe. but it's from like 3 two, three years ago. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't worry about that at all. But if you're feeling really insecure for some reason, you might want to examine that. That's that's my point. It's like if you're, if that's the thing that you're using because you had an unsettled feeling, then 
that's what you need to like work on not any particular because no yeah. one deletes phone like photos out there and phone. how long ago did they break up and did you see the date on these pictures these are not recent pictures no right? see honestly i didn't want to snoop that hard um because i obviously i felt like it'd be a violation of privacy and also i just kind of didn't right want to know you you much. draw the line at um, looking at the pictures and then calling a public podcast to talk about <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. wait right. sophia is your question why didn't he delete these photos from his old life or is well, your question are these photos it, recent? should she be upset or yeah. should she be like yeah it, it was yeah because i've talked to like one person was like you know what i'd be very suspicious of that you know i'd be on your toes because of that and then my brother said, uh, similar to what you said, Moshe, I was like, there's no way he's going to delete all that. Like, he hasn't checked his photos in four years. And I just, I know, I tend to be a very naive person, and it's gotten me into trouble in the past. So I wanted to know if this was like, oh, is this a red flag, you guys think? But if you guys think it is something normal. Doesn't feel like one. Not, not no. to I don't. Either. I don't think so. But one thing I will tell you is I did snoop once with a boyfriend. I don't know if I've said this on this podcast before. But whenever you snoop, you like whatever you think you saw is so your mind builds it up to a place that's like so much worse than it probably is. And just in general, because I remember I, I read through his diary and he was like obsessed with this girl on Broadway and like he thought they what were like, year was this? this <laughs> and was who like, are you dating? Wait, hold on. But like the point was like, I just remember walking this bridge after I read it. Like I couldn't even walk. I was like bawling and I was like, oh my God. He's, but it was like a fantasy in his head and he it was his personal diary and like i just think in general you should not snoop and i think because you'll never be it's it's never it's never gonna be good and no. i also think sophia in general you should never think of dating as a thing that you need to be on your toes for 100 <laughs> percent. that's if, right if, if that's your if that's your angle on your partner then like it's like that's not a good partnership like i don't no. i'm never on my toes with natasha because i love her and i trust her you so know, he leaves every cabinet open. I do. That he I, comes I, across. That's right. But <laughs> Is I, that a metaphor? And I or? really am not usually with him like that, and I feel kind of shitty even thinking this because he is so good. He's honestly like the best boyfriend I could ask for. Well, once you get um, married and you know his password and you guys are like hanging out and you see those pictures, you can be like, "Hey, babe, you know maybe it's time to delete these or put them in a special emblem, a special." You know, but see, I would even be like, what if if the photos were deleted? I'd be like, why were they all deleted? Is he so in love with her? He can't even stand to see her face. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like you could go, you could spin it either way. If you want to, if you want to get out of control, you can get out of control in either yeah. direction. Right. So you, you either got to trust mm -hmm. or not. Trust or not, your partners are there not to be your adversary that you have to figure out what da dastardly plans they have for you, but just to be there to They're love your you. partners in crime. Yeah, Sophia. They're not loving you despite you. So, hey, Sophia, call us back when he cheats, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Good luck okay, out there. Definitely will. Thank Good you luck. so much. Bye, Sophia. Well, Kumail. What a sweetheart. She was, she was sweet. sweet. Yeah. I liked her. Kumail, Almondly, we've come to the end of our hour. And uh, we, I feel like we got to know you guys even better. But I want to say that I, I genuinely appreciate your presence in our lives. We, we, we just love, love the hell Same out of you. Same to you. Same yeah. to you. And you guys have a great relationship and it's very inspiring. Well, so do you. I think oh, a lot of people so look at the guys. two of you and the way that you guys, uh, your relationship, and they think, that, well, that's one of the healthy couples. And that's, yes. that's rare. I thought about we this. We got our problems. No, we all have problems. Yeah. yeah. I thought about this the other day. 
with Natasha, I thought, well, I'm not just a married person. This is going to sound corny, but I thought I'm not just a married person. I'm actually in that category of happily married. And that is, there's right. so many people out there that are, are suffering through married. their lives, yeah. you yeah. know, and they don't know how to extricate themselves from it. Right. So yeah. It's good to not and have that. guys it's, that think of their wives as a thing they have to get around. Yeah. <laughs> you know totally, what I mean? Totally. <laughs> Men yeah. that we all know and like and respect right. or whatever, their idea is like marriage is a thing that you have to go home to because that's what you're fucking supposed to do. Right. It's not like you talk to her like <laughs> it's such a crazy thing like did you know there were other options maybe that right. is the secret maybe the reason that we're happy or that people are happy is that they don't they didn't get married because it was a thing that they were supposed to do they got married because it was a thing that they wanted to do yeah. yeah i i mean for me it's i really really think emily is like truly the most amazing person i've ever met Aww. and anybody who would have been with Emily would have been just as happy as I am. So I'm just lucky. <laughs> I'm lucky that you want to be with me because you would that's make. So sweet. <laughs> Moshe, do you feel that way about Emily? Yeah, you are the most amazing <laughs> you really person are, I've ever met, and I would be so happy with just, you, Emily. She's so funny. It's like we just laugh all the time, and then she'll accidentally say the most profound thing, and I'll be like, "Where's that from?" She's like, "I just said it." I'm like, "Write that down." Put it I, in I've our made document. several men very miserable. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have the capacity. This is my second marriage. <laughs> I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just, I can. It's true. It's yeah. not true. She's been married well, before. I think she's like run over a lot of men. <laughs> I have now. run over a lot of men. That right. is true. I've steamrolled men hardcore. Tasha, so have you. So have we all. I and run over what, a lot of You guys of... won't let us do that. Yeah, Kamel didn't let me. We do just it. don't let each other get away with our bullshit, and right. we. She, right. I mean, I get called on it constantly, and I call her on it. We just know, you know, the yeah the moves, and it's good to just always on our toes, never it, safe. Yeah, never <laughs> never <laughs> Sophia, I don't mean that in a bad way. No, I mean, right, like you know, right. we have yeah. like emotional crutches we use, and it. I think it's not always the best thing. And then like, the other person's job is to rip those crutches out from you and let you fall. Little, little bit. I mean it. Right to know so. somebody well enough that you see when they're doing the crutch and you kick it out from underneath them and go like, uh, uh, we're not doing no that. no no be here be here when it's now. happening to me and so great when i'm doing it but <laughs> <laughs> well, we, the thing is we even know the other person's doing it yes. we know what's happening yeah that's right my right. problem is moshe is an amazing arguer and so i cannot imagine i can't <laughs> imagine i mean so, we all he's know this. so like like his, his the way he speaks and he yeah. just knows like the angles and he knows how to so it's like i just and he like plays to win i'm a ter- yes I play and to he win. plays to win so i just like become this victim of like okay i don't want to fight about this i don't know how to say this but this made me mad but i'm sorry i'm saying it because i know <laughs> you know t- what i mean i'll tell you like, what makes me a particularly bad arguer i have like a really good accurate memory of everything that was done and said Ooh. and i do like a timeline that's oh a pretty obnoxious God. thing to Awful. do and then also you said, you're and then wrong said, half the time i don't know about that see see he's doing it <laughs> but i would say Natasha, when please. i had clients back in the day that were like very overly intellectual i would be like you can argue with your intellect all day long it's still not going to change the fact that you're blank and then insult in, in any other any word you want to use in there but like just like Get through all that intellectual no, stuff. I, I, I actually yeah, because sometimes Moshe will be like, well, why didn't you just say it like this? And I'm like, that'd be, that would have been a perfect way to say it. I didn't know. I couldn't think of that. Like, okay, let's say it. You know what I mean? Like, I, Yeah, I will say like in our arguments, like I have gotten to places with Natasha where, I, where I'm thinking to myself, like I could continue to boorishly win this argument <laughs> and it will not help yeah. anyone feel happier or the situation become resolved. Well, I don't I should- study arguing. Like there's like all no, these wait, tenants I'm, like don't no, use i I'm, statements. I'm copy I'm copying to like to or my only shit. Use I'm saying like 
it's time to stop this conversation because all I'm doing is trying to win. Do you want to win or do you want to like get somewhere? Happy or right? Do you yeah. want to be happy or right? Big, that's the big thing. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, big... letting go of winning is such a big part of it where you're just like, oh, this is obviously more important to her than it is to me. Recognizing that if you're in an argument, who the thing is more important to it. That's yeah. true. That's good advice. Well, happy or right, that's good. Do you want to be happy or right? That was a, that's an AAism and one that I carry with me to this day. I've, oh, I've taken wow. a few hey, he's things. Got some from, good shit. It does. Yeah. I, I, but not, being right makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do now? Shit. I guess continue being right every time. <laughs> well, anyway, if you're listening right now, Emily and Camille are having a party this Saturday. You're <laughs> all invited. But Emily's, for now, Emily's really done a lot of prep for us. <laughs> Emily so much e- prep. She'll email you, as is her want and her duty. Okay, <laughs> folks, thank you so much, uh, Camille. Emily, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having us.